there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. From Gimlet, I'm Alex Bloomberg, and this is Without Fail, the show where normally I bring you conversations with athletes, entrepreneurs, visionaries of all kinds, about their successes and their failures and what they've learned from both. But we are not living in normal times. We are in the midst of a pandemic. And so we are doing something different on this show. As you may or may not know, aside from being the host of Without Fail, I am also the co-founder of Gimlet, the company that brings you Without Fail and that also produces many other podcasts. And a lot of those podcasts have been producing really amazing episodes Um, that talk to the current moment in one way or another. And I've been taking this opportunity to feature some of those episodes in the Without Fail feed. I've brought you episodes from a show called Science Versus, another show called Reply All. And today I'm going to bring you an episode from a show called Every Little Thing. There's been a lot of talk about essential workers, and often what that means is healthcare workers, and rightly so. These people are on the front lines of dealing with this pandemic, working really, really hard and risking their lives. But there are other jobs that are also deemed essential work that don't get quite as much attention. And host Flora Lichtman wanted to hear from those folks. And so she talked to delivery workers, grocery store employees, and teachers, and many, many more. And she brings you this episode that is all about how these folks are living right now in this moment, what their day-to-day lives are like, and how they feel about it. And so... Without further ado, here it is. Every Little Thing and host, Flora Lichtman. For the last couple weeks while I've been stuck inside, I've been calling people who can't be. People who are out working right now. Doing jobs you've heard of, and some you probably haven't. Hello? Hi, it's Flora from ELT. Hey, First of all, I can misspell any name, so do you mind just spelling it for me? So my name is Jacob, spelled the normal way, J-A-C-O-B. And it may sound super boring, but I am a label printer service technician. So basically I go around to all of our local warehouses, you know, Amazon and pharmaceutical and medical companies. Like I go every week to a company that does coronavirus tests and shipping them out all over the country. So I, I go in and if things aren't printing right, I figure out why or replace parts. But my main job is just going through and cleaning everything to make sure it's still working correctly. How have these last few weeks been for you? So it's it's interesting. I mean, I'm one of the only technicians that's actually leaving our office now because most places are closed down or not accepting visitors. But I go to our customers that are mission critical, I guess you could say. Are you worried for your own health? Uh, a little bit. Obviously, everyone's a little freaked out, but we've had to just kind of work like nothing's happening. It's kind of crazy. I mean, I'm just a, a printer repair guy, but it's 
I'm realizing how many people, you know, they say essential workers, how many people really are essential to just like keep the world running. It's weird to think that me going through and wiping down a printer with some rubbing alcohol can help to save lives. Anybody you want to give a shout out to? I think to me, it's all the the couriers and delivery drivers, FedEx and UPS guys and the mail carriers. And they're probably in more danger than a lot of people, especially because they're touching everything. Hello? Hey, it's Flora from Every Little Thing. Hi, Flora. I'm Megan and I deliver packages. Where am I finding you today? I am in Massachusetts, Salem. What have you been delivering? Uh, a lot of toilet paper and paper towels, a lot of furniture being delivered. I think everyone in a matter of a couple of weeks has turned their home into an office. Um, I had a couple easels already today. Easels? <laughs> easels. When you're delivering an easel, are you like, fuck you? <laughs> I, I like understand people need their stuff. But I'm also like, God damn, this is heavy. <laughs> What's morale like with you and your coworkers? Um, I would say it's kind of low, but we're also like, we kind of have our own bartering systems. Like someone will bring in hand sanitizer and you give them gloves for it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My friend, um, she's been collecting bath and body hand sanitizer for years. So it's like got sparkles in it, but I think it works. <laughs> Now's her moment. She, now's her moment. She gave me some and I gave her some Lysol wipes to wipe down her vehicle. <laughs> this is kind of funny, but also feels really sad to me. It is sad. I mean, you know, managers do what they can, but there's nothing anywhere. So we're all stepping in and helping out. You know, someone sees a box of gloves at a store, they buy an extra box for the rest of us, you know. But it's tough. Especially like in the morning when we're all picking up our packages and stuff for the day and all my coworkers are all talking to each other. Like I always leave the office and just have a panic attack, like a mini like panic attack where we're just, cause we feed on each other's stress about being outside. Does it feel like you were, you've been drafted? Yeah, <laughs> it does. It feels like every morning, like I'm going into war. Does it? <laughs> yeah, it does. That level of stress that is always there because you're outside and you're touching things all day and you don't have access to a sink constantly, so you're using hand sanitizer. It's just draining. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, I don't know when I've messed up. Did I just touch my face? Where can I go to wash my hands? I know hand sanitizer isn't perfect. And then like I go home and I'm just exhausted. Like I'll work a normal, a normal eight hour day will feel like a 13 hour day. And then like today I'm working a 10 hour day and it's gonna feel like even longer than that. How do you feel about being out there? I float in between, this is stupid, why am I out here? I feel like I, I should be home. We should all be home to like, 
I have a lot of pride because of the stuff people need. And like, I'm out here, so there are less people that need to be out here. You know, me delivering a package is better than everyone leaving their homes to go get go to the store and get stuff. But it's a sacrifice for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, it does feel like a sacrifice, but I feel better when I don't see as many people outside. What can people do? Like people who are getting packages delivered, like what can we do to make your life better? I think if you have extra hand sanitizer, like especially, you know, portable bottles, gloves, maybe a snack too, because a lot of the restaurants and stuff we eat at are closed. Yeah, a sealed snack that can be sanitized. Yeah, (laughs) something you don't have to touch. (laughs) I really appreciate you making time to chat right before a 10-hour day. Yeah, it will be a long one, but thank you for calling. Thank you for thinking of us. Thank you for doing what you're doing, really. Oh, you're welcome. I hope that, you know, it's one on behalf of many, you know. Hello? Hey, this is Flora from Every Little Thing. Is it really? This isn't happening. I can't believe it. Uh, Hi, my name is Ian, and I'm a bus driver in Washington. Are you guys still in service? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. um, We've seen a large reduction of ridership. But yeah, like there's people that rely on the bus. So I'm not really worried about my job at all. I actually have more work because a lot of drivers are calling in. So like Wednesday I worked... 13 hours and yesterday I worked 15 hours taking a break today to talk with you (laughs) how are you feeling right now like what's how's your mental state um so I don't know so we yesterday last night as I was going out for my last bit of work um we found out that one of our drivers passed away from the virus. Oh my God. I only knew the guy in passing, but that could have just as easily been me. Like you, you see that. And so it's like super shocking. So today has kind of been like, I feel like I'm on a knife's edge between, Oh, this is completely fine. It's going to blow over. And maybe I should grow a huge long beard and go live in the mountains by myself. (laughs) You know? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's so, it's, I don't know how to feel. You know how to feel? I'm sorry, that's... No, I, I have no idea how to feel. Yeah, it's weird. Hello? Hey, this is Flora from Every Little Thing. Hi, Flora. My name is Lucy. Um, So I work at a pharmacy in Portland. Are people still coming into the store? People are still coming into the store. We're really trying to push for just delivery and pickup, but 
corporate keeps sending us things about, you know, we're in this all together and we're here supporting our customers and they need us to be present and calm. But it's like, how do you be present and calm with someone when you're worried that you're getting sick or that you're going to make them sick? I just, all those decisions are coming from people who work in offices. It just, you feel so disposable. I mean, I can't really lose my job, but also I don't really want to lose my lungs either, so. What about with the customers? What's it like in the store? Honestly, it's it's really hard to be polite to people when they say they're just browsing. <laughs> it's just so frustrating. Even people who are coming in and saying thank you for being here. I just want to tell them, like, well, you're welcome, but if you weren't here, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> I could be at home safe with my family, but you needed to come out and buy you know, a single bottle of calcium. What's the stupidest thing someone bought recently? A scarf. (laughs) I was so annoyed. (laughs) And she really didn't seem like she wanted to buy it. She was just wearing it around the store. (laughs) It's like, you have to buy that now. Oh my God. (laughs) But it's been around your neck by your face. (laughs) You have to just buy that. Or just like a bottle of foundation. You're going to be in your house for weeks. No one's going to even see you. You're fine. I really am grateful that you're making this show. You know, like, I think when I called and left that message, like, I think I probably sounded like I was about to cry because I was really at my wit's end. And and so it was really cathartic to leave the message. You know, you can use our helpline for that anytime. <laughs> Thank you. Anytime you need to scream into the void, 833-RING-ELT. Thank you. Hopefully <laughs> next time I call, it can be about something fun and stupid. I'm looking forward to that day, too, I have to say. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> grateful to right now every parent who now has to become a teacher all of a sudden and teachers uh, always and always teachers this is tamasha hey it's flora from every little thing that's wild that sounds like a recording i'm a living person it's wild (laughs) it's nice to hear from you my name is Tamasha Ahmedi, and I'm a fifth grade teacher um, in South King County in Washington State. Okay, so you, you're you in a hot spot. Yes. <laughs> I feel like you guys are sort of living in the future there. Yes. March 12th was the day that we closed school um, for COVID-19, but we kind of had like an idea that it would happen on the 11th. And so we all just like ran for the two copiers in the school and like made as many packets to send home with kids as possible. Do you feel like you have a different responsibility to your students right now? Or what is your responsibility to your students right now? Yeah, 
I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I think really uh, I feel more responsible, honestly, to my students' parents. Uh, I teach fifth grade, and so fifth graders are resilient. I'm really concerned about the parents um, and just making sure, like, a lot of the parents, they were like, I don't know how to explain this math to my student. I don't know where to get more packets if my kid finishes the packets. But also, there's just this obvious, like, stark equity issue of, like, so many of our students don't have internet or don't have devices or don't have enough data on their cell phone plans to be able to access stuff on their cell phones. We also just had a homeless shelter open in our school's boundary. And so we have a lot of students that were coming from the shelter. And now I'm like, can they social distance? Do they have access to internet and devices? So um, even though it's felt really good to like help people get set up and to be a part of the solution, I also know that we're leaving behind like huge chunks of our students. And that way I feel very, very trapped. Has this pandemic changed your view of your job? Um, no, but I really surprised myself with how much I missed the kids, especially once they were able to communicate with me. You miss them? Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I surprised myself. Like, what do you miss? Just miss being around that many young people. Like, they are loud and they have a hard time not talking while I'm talking, (laughs) but they are so kind and, like, so sweet. Yeah, like, what are the sweet things that they do? Their big thing is they're just so upset about things that are unfair in the world. Like, they're flabbergasted by it. I remember we were talking about um, uh, racism, and my students were like, hold on, but why? Why would that happen? And they're just, like, really just, like, yelling out, like, this is unfair. We have to change things, you know. I think 11-year-olds because they still get to have like a smaller world, like their world is their family and their school. They're like, we can fix it. Like we have rules that we can't let kids take food out of the lunchroom. Then all that food just gets thrown away. And so the kids are like, that's unfair. We got to fix it. A lot of times they'll even like pass around, uh, you know, little signature papers, like while I'm teaching. I'm, like petitions? I Yes, yes. Suddenly I'll see a petition going around the carpet and it's, you know, something like save the milk or whatever. <laughs> and um, they're just, they're, their conviction is so strong. And like that conviction is something that gives me a lot of hope getting through like something like this. I hope they hold on to that for all of our sakes. Yeah, me too. I believe in them. I have a lot of faith in my class in particular. My class got this. Don't worry. Who would you want to give a shout out to? Uh, I just want to shout out transit workers, folks that like I realize are on the forefront and I'm just incredibly grateful for them. Hi, this is Justin. Hey, Justin, it's Flora from ELT. Hi, Flora. So I uh, am a flight attendant. Um, I've been flying for about 16 years. Okay, so how has your job changed in the last few weeks? Um, it, it's almost like, it's almost not the same job. It's, it's very, there's a lot of um, anxiety and fear. 
uh, greeting people is really strange too. I catch myself standing further into the galley, so I'm not as close to the door. I used to invite people, you know, stand here, wait if you're waiting for the restroom and ask where they're going. And I can't help now but feel territorial of my space. And I don't always know my coworker and I'm sitting on a jump seat with them. And, you know, are, are they, do they have coronavirus, but they're asymptomatic? Are they shedding viral things at me? Am I going to get sick? Well, I don't really have a choice right now. What about the guy in row two that was hacking? Maybe he just has COPD and he's going to visit a family member. Or maybe my hunch is right. And so I should just stay over here. And this is constant, like mental mathematics or something in your head. That's really so much. It is. And we feel like, I, I feel like I should say, um, when we're at work, if we're not on, we'll, we might unravel a little bit. What do you mean by on? Um, like, I mean, I keep my uniforms in a different closet than my regular clothes, and I always have, because I think psychologically there's a piece of that job that you have to go into a different space in your head to stay on, uh, on stage kind of, you know, you're like a character. And if I let myself get too far out of that role, then, then I think my fear is, is palatable. And, and I guess I worry that it could be visible. I don't want the customers to see that or my crew members. How will this change you? Um, I think not taking the comfort of my surroundings for granted. Okay, when you put hand sanitizer on and then you put gloves on and then you sanitize the gloves, it, <laughs> it's like, I don't know, like it just, it's crazy. It makes us like, my home feels safe. Okay, so like I've been nerding down into these like books about virology because my place to go when I'm anxious is education. I want to know everything about it. <laughs> I don't, I want to take the mystery away so it's not scary. Um, and it's working a little bit, but I was looking at how long things survive and then I come home and I think, okay, most of my surfaces are probably good. But the last three nights were in hotel rooms and I don't know their cleaning protocol. And I only have so many handy wipes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking that, um, like, I won't take for granted giving my friend a hug. It's funny that you say that. Sorry, that makes me emotional because I, I think that's normally where I would go is not taking a hug for granted, but I haven't been able to have one. <clears throat> really since I came back and when I'm at work, um, the only really, the only social engagement I really get is with the very people that I'm afraid of. So when I'm home, I'm here, I'm kind of locked in my, my box. I come home and I'm supposed to follow the rules and my timeline starts all over again. Because every time you get on a plane, you'd have to start the exactly. 14 again. Exactly. I don't have 14 days. I don't even have seven days, you know? So if I'm to abide by this physical distance, I won't see my friends for months. And I FaceTimed with my friends down the street once, but I literally haven't seen anybody in over a week. And it's almost like I put that out of my mind because that was one of the hardest things. 
I'm giving you a virtual hug right now. Uh, thank you. I'm holding on too long. Thank you, Flora. Thank you for doing what you do. Oh, well, it is a privilege. Um, it really is. I love my job. And um, and everybody has been, Flora, so sweet. The customers have been so lovely. Well, that must be a change. <laughs> It's Flora from Every Little Thing. Hey, how's it going? My name is Caleb, and I am a pizza delivery driver. All right, so tell me how work has changed in the last couple weeks. Has it been busy? Very, very busy. There's also a lot more people working, so work life's been pretty upbeat, actually. You said in your message that... You were benefiting, and that felt weird. <laughs> uh, yeah. So my benefit, obviously, is I get to keep working. And now that we have more employees, I have to do less in the store. On top of that, like, I'm getting tipped better. I'm really glad to hear that. Me, too. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I've gotten a $0 tip, which is insane, actually. That is heartening that people are appreciating what you're doing. Yeah, I'm appreciating all the appreciating I'm getting. So I'm not experiencing the same things that a lot of people are. Do you feel like out of sync with other people? Yeah, a little bit. I don't really talk about it at all. I've talked to my girlfriend about it, and she actually just got laid off today, too, so... I might talk about it less with her. I know there's other people who are benefiting from this too, but it seems like the majority of people are out of work and panicking. Is there anyone you would want to give a shout out to? I mean, the obvious one is like grocery store clerks. Hello? Hey, it's Flora from ELT. Hi, Flora. Uh, my name is Jane, and I work at a Trader Joe's in Columbia, South Carolina. How's it going? Um, it's a roller coaster. I mean, we had our busiest day that our store has ever had Friday I think the 13th and that was I believe the day that the president announced a state of emergency and so that's when we started seeing like the real like horde shoppers so we're trying to take as many precautions as we can but it's also you know it's hard to socially distance at a Trader Joe's you know I've been to a Trader Joe's I know <laughs> Yeah. If you didn't know this, a shopping cart is about three feet long. So two shopping carts between you and everyone else. That's a hot tip. 
It, it is a helpful hint. I actually measured the carts yesterday to be sure. What's the what's the hardest part, Ben? Um, I mean, we're all kind of resigned to the to the fact that we will eventually get sick. Just kind of waiting for this thing to happen to you, but not knowing when. Yeah, I think it's that. You said that at work you feel like you're a sponge. Yeah, um, you're just surrounded by... To, to look up from, like, loading a shelf with asparagus and have a person reaching over you wearing a face mask. And it's, it is like being in this strange dream. And it, and it is something that you can just feel in the air, this anxiety that it's constant. It's just constant. You're just kind of taking on this fear from people. And you don't have to speak to anyone to know that they're scared. You know, if you have someone come through your line and they've got a cart full of eight bags of pasta and five jars of jam and like as much toilet paper as they could grab, you, you know they're scared. <laughs> you know, obviously they're scared. <laughs> The first week I was able to handle it and I didn't feel like it was um, affecting me that much, but it's hard not to absorb those energies. It's, a, it's just a wild mix of emotions of like, I wanna do my part and I wanna help people and I wanna be here to serve them in this necessary way of getting their groceries to them. But I also feel frustrated that they're here. You know, you, you take one little cheat of like, oh, I just need to run to the store. Like, I need to get out of my house. But you're exposing yourself to, to me, and I, I don't necessarily have a choice about leaving my house. I can't work from home. And that's why I don't like this whole, like, Grocery store workers are heroes. I understand that we are necessary and important. And I do think like this should awaken people to the fact that these jobs are essential and valuable. But it wasn't a choice. You know, it's just sort of like, well, this is where I am. This is just how it shook out. Is there anyone you would want to give a shout out to? Oh, man. There's such a chain of distribution that, you know, Trader Joe's is a part of. So I know that there are people who are making these deliveries to the grocery stores that we're not talking about. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi. Hi, I'm going to take you off speakerphone. Okay. Okay. That's I figure it sound better. <laughs> Uh, my name is Dawn Golden. I am a dispatcher for grocery distribution. What does a grocery dispatcher do? Okay, we're sending the food to the grocery stores. 
you know, we get shipments in and then we ship them out to all the different stores. All the little mom and pop and big stores in Northern California. It's just a constantly go, go, go environment. Um, it's, and right now, it's times 100. I don't even take off my backpack. I'm just running around going, what do you need? What do you need? Because we're trying to keep everybody fed. But, you know, we're all just one big dysfunctional family. One of the supervisors, she's like the mom and she tells, she's the leader of the shit show. Excuse my language, but I call myself number two, not in a pun sense, but I'm the backup for like, you need help? I got you. You know, you need a day off? I got you. You know, you want me to work a different shift? I got you. That, cause that's, it's just what I do. It sounds like you're you're not only dispatching groceries, you're dispatching support. Yeah. Sometimes you're a shriek. Sometimes you're getting band-aids for people. Sometimes it's letting people vent. Is there anyone that you would want to give a shout out to? Just just my truck driver brothers and sisters. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is, is like people don't appreciate the truck drivers at all. They don't realize like anything you buy has been probably touched by a truck driver at one way or another. Shout out, brothers, sisters, you go. Keep on trucking. Hello. Hi, this is Flora from Every Little Thing. Is this Rob? This is. How are you doing? I uh, just cruising down the road through Iowa. So very bored. Um, Rob Vogel, I drive a tractor trailer across the country. What are you carrying? Right now I'm hauling a, a twenty one thousand pounds of cereal to uh, Salt Lake City. 4,000 pounds of frosted flakes and 16,000 pounds of toasted oats. How have things changed over the last couple weeks? It's gotten lighter on the roads. I'll definitely say that. I I, uh, came through Chicago on Sunday and usually you're in pretty decent traffic there, even on a Sunday. And there were times that I could look out my windshield and look in my mirrors and not see a single vehicle in eyesight uh, going in the same direction. What was going through your mind when you didn't see anybody? Uh, a mix of this is very creepy and thank God there's nobody to cut me off or drive me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> So besides the roads being clearer, has anything else changed for you? Eating's a little more difficult. Uh, Ready-to-eat meals and soft drinks, you know, like the fountain drinks and truck stops are shut down in every place that I've been. You know, you can't buy a hot dog at a truck stop anymore. Has the conversation between truckers or at truck stops changed or the vibe? Uh, a lot more camaraderie lately, which is nice to see. 
waving to each other, um, a lot friendlier conversation on CBs. Are there are people talking about coronavirus over the CB? Uh, yes. Um, now a lot of people worry because I mean we we run into people from all over. We go in and out of hot spots. I was in LA uh, three weeks ago, and then down to San Diego, and then back to uh, Mississippi. From there, now and I've got a wife and three kids at home. I don't want to bring it home to them. And I can't bring that around my father. You know, so I've got to limit my exposure to him. And that, that's really what worries me. Do you feel like your perspective on your job has changed? Uh, yes. It, it's real nice because, honestly, and it's not to throw shade on people, but honestly, we get, we get crapped on. I get told I'm number one a lot of times with a hand gesture. Uh, now that we are the the purveyors of the TP, we are uh, we are essential. <laughs> always the running line and driving that uh, we make the country run. Hospitals would be out of necessities and grocery stores would be empty within a week. But um, this country, I, I don't care who's quarantined. I don't care if they tell everybody, you must stay indoors. I'm going to still be out here because there ain't no disease that's going to make it you got to stop eating. Not to toot my own horn, it's a great responsibility for us drivers to keep this country moving. Is there anyone you would want to give a shout out to? Uh, just the overlooked people. You know, the, the unsung heroes of this country. It's just, it's, it's their time to shine, we'll say. How should ELT listeners say thanks when they see a trucker on the road? Is it annoying to ask for a honk? That is the greatest thing in our lives, to see a little kid doing the, you know, even though I have, my horn is just like your car on the steering wheel. I don't have the old pole chain anymore. But that, that is the coolest thing. Even the most hardened truck driver gets a smile on his face when a kid asks for that horn to be honked. I'm doing the horn motion right now.
I want to thank everybody who called us. We heard from hundreds of you, and we were so moved and inspired by your messages. From all of us at ELT, thank you. And listeners, if you want to thank someone during this f***ed up crazy time, or shout out somebody in particular on our show, leave us a voicemail and tell us who you're grateful to right now and why. 833-RING-ELT. And of course, we're also here to answer your burning questions. Please call us with those too. We'll be back with one next week. Every Little Thing was produced by Phoebe Flanagan, Emily Foreman, Annette Heist, and me, Flora Lichtman, with help from Nicole Pasulka. Jorge Just and Caitlin Kenny are our consulting editors. This episode was scored by Dara Hirsch, Bobby Lord, Emma Munger, and Haley Shaw, and was mixed by Dara Hirsch. Goodbye.